Okay, we continue in the Marnevuchim. We started the first parak about Selem and Demus. And we said that there are three terms. The first one is Toar, which means a physical description of what you see. But that is not what Selem. Selem is the essence. What's something that captures the essence of that? And that is what we refer to as the Seichel. That uh, the essence that makes a, a human different than anything else, its unique selim, is that it has seichel over other things. Okay, and that, that is like Hashem's seichel. Okay, bitzalmenu. But now we're going to add the third word, and that's right where we're at now. Omnam demus. What does demus mean? Whose shame? That's a noun or whatever. Mean from the word. Dama. Dama means he is like, like or similar. Fugam came dimion beinion, meaning it's a similarity in idea, in concept, but not a description. And now he gives a number of examples of this. Kiyomru, for example, the prophet says, Domisi likas midbor. I am like the desert kaas. Now, there's a lot of different translations of what that is. Some, some say the pelican or other ones. It's a type of a bird that is, but but it's interesting. It's a it's like a a, a, a desert pelican in, in the wilderness. I don't know if pelicans are in the wilderness. They're usually in the water. So whatever, it's a type of a bird. And so what does it mean when the Navi says, "I am like a pelican"? I got feathers? Well, what, what does it mean I'm like a pelican? I look like a pelican? So what does it mean? So it means in, in a certain nature, it's not like it has wings and feathers. The morning that the Navi had is like the morning of this bird uh, that it, it by nature it mourns. Uh, others learn that it's a wandering uh, bird. And if it's a wandering bird, so the person is wandering. So that's what it means. I'm like that type of bird. Or similarly, all the uh, the trees in the garden of Hashem do not, doma are not similar to him in beauty. So again, we're we're comparing in the idea of beauty, not physical beauty, the idea of beauty. Or we say, His poison is like the poison of a snake. We're talking about a person. Or, He's like a lion. So all these ideas, This is all... An abstract idea. We're comparing abstractions. But not in terms of a picture or a form. Or similar when Yechesel says he sees demus hakise. Or another time, demus. Something like the throne. So it's dimion. So what do you mean by the throne? He sees the throne in Shemaim. You think Hashem's sitting on a throne? No. Dimion inyan hahisnasus varmomus. It's the concept of the grandeur and the loftiness. 
Because when a king sits on the throne, that's his sign of loftiness. So we're talking about a person that's in a lofty position. So we use the term, so it's like a throne. Okay, but Loberi Bua, it's not that the throne God was sitting on is square, for Ovio and it's thick, Varichaslaglov and long legs, as the impoverished minded people think, or Vachend Musachayos, the images of the wild animals. It's all conceptions, it's similarities in idea, but not an actual thing. Okay, so now we've got both ideas. We got bit bit salno, bit salmenu, bit musenu. So now, now that the human being is distinct in the act, in the idea that he has something that is very strange to the rest of the creatures in the world, it's unusual. There's nothing in the world that's similar to this human being that God created. It's under the, 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 the moon in the world. And what is this? This is the intellectual comprehension. Where there's no actual physical sense that we can relate it to. You know, you don't hear understanding. It, the, 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 to have seichel is not one of the five senses. Now, the five senses might be antennae and stimulus to bring into the seichel, but the seichel is independent of all that. There's no physical activity. Not a hand, not a foot. And therefore, when we're talking about this ability for man to comprehend, so what do we want to say? Okay, you, the human being is u- unique in terms of his tselem, okay? That's talking about his essential being. And what's essentially special about the human being? That he's like HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the way that Hashem operates on a seichel basis as well. So Dima also, so they're comparing man, Lahasogas Habore, to the comprehension of Hashem, Asher Enobakli, which is not in any utensil, so to speak. Okay? For so let's say the human being has a cle to hear, it's his ears. Okay? Hashem doesn't need any Kalim. So now, what Kali does the human being have when he's thinking and comprehending? There's no real tool per se, no physical tool that's there. So therefore, this idea of comprehension and thinking and seichel, that's akin to Hashem. And of course, it's not a true comparison because whatever you may can understand is, is like a, a, a nothing compared to Hashem. But it's in that, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, plane, so to speak. In other words, an animal can't think. Finished. Okay. A human can think. Hashem can think. But the thinking of Hashem is infinitely greater. But at least there's some similarity that you mean can think as processing that's going on. And he's able, with the world around him, he's able to understand certain things. So in that little area, that's like Hashem. 
and 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 that's the selim where there's the unique thinking process. So the fact selim means the essence. So it's our essence. What's Hashem's essence? Okay, what we can relate to, okay, is that incredibly intelligent being, whatever you want to say. So we're that's we're similar in essence. And and doma similar <laughs> to that, so we have the tzelem, the essence, and like that essence that Hashem has, but only like. It's not exactly the same thing. Right. Let me let me just do two more lines, yeah. and I'll just finish this idea. Then we'll be done with this. We can discuss it all we want. Avol <laughs> But the truth is, you can only see, there's a little bit, in the beginning, you see a little bit of similarity. In the beginning. V'nemar ba'odam, it says by Odom, it's for this thing, because of the divine intelligence that clings to the human being. That's what it means. That's the tzalem, like the essential uniqueness of Hashem. And similar to that, lo Hashem is guf does not mean Hashem has a body and it's something that can be pictured. So that is the selem and the demus, where there's the essence. So Hashem said, "Let's create a man with our like our essence and similar to us." And that's what <laughs> we're saying in those ideas. Yeah. Uh, Question, I, comment. I, um, just back to something you. Earlier, but um, uh, the man has that special ability. But but animals do like, for example, I've seen very smart dogs that that can think and do a lot of did you ever them build them a skyscraper? That's all <laughs> instinct. There's no, there's no. So where do you draw the line between instinct and intelligence? Free will choice. Mm. You can do good or bad. An animal has no free will choice. It's program. A tiger, when it's hungry, eats. It's not bad, not good. There's nothing to think about. Same so thing. They're not thinking. It's it's programmed instinct. If you say, but wait, it's Jim Kipper. I don't know. How does, how does the bird know how to fly? Who taught the bird how to fly? He knows how to fly. That's it. That's not. That's not. There's no high sophisticated intelligence. It is just you could train the dog. Go fetch the ball. Do it twenty times. You've trained the dog to do that. He isn't thinking. They're not making moral decisions. Okay. There's not. You know abstract thinking, well, for this and this and this, so therefore I understand that. No, the animal knows if you give him a piece of meat, he'll be nice. That's all. Say, go jump, jump. No jump, no food. Okay, jump. Oh, okay, very good. So it's training. There's no real abstract thinking that's involved. Uh, Creativity on the parts of the animals. All animals act the same way. Every animal in the world. You know, a, a, whatever a dog, all dogs in the same general area. Okay, you're not going to. Uh, it's it's just that's that's just their instinct. There's no real thinking process, assimilating information, and now 
adapting to that information and building a schema and all these things, animals don't have that. That's only something that a human being has. Yes, sir. Is everything we've discussed so far shared for all humankind or is there a differentiation between Jews and non-Jews? Good question, <laughs> which leads us uh, into an interesting discussion. So we'll, we'll, let's put it this way. Adam Arishon was built this way, bit Salmenu bit Musain. He was built like that. Okay, when, when he did the Avera of eating from, and, 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 he, and he was made in a way that he should produce the same way. Should produce the same way. As a result of his Avera, where he diminished what, he, what the intellect was, also created that not all of his children would be similar to him. And that's why if you look carefully, I don't have the Pasuk in front of me, when it goes to the Zet Toldos Adam, mm -hmm. it goes to the Toldos of Adam. So it just said um, the the Cain and Hevel and Chase. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to Chase, it just tells you the one kid from Chase, you had a lot of kids. Well, didn't Rabbi Kessin speak what? about Israel? That th that's where the well, line of Israel I'm just, No, I'm just saying this idea, generation, generation, it, the 10 generations from Adam to Noach and from Noach to Avram, 10 more, that one person that was mentioned, that's the only one that has the Tzelem and the Musa looking. Mm -hmm. The others did not have the Tzelem and the Musa looking. That became a, what do you want to call it, uh, not a, it's, I don't want to call it a dominant gene or whatever, but it, it was only one for every generation. It should have been everybody. Everybody would have that cell. The sin. So the sin damaged that, so not only one child would get it. And that was the potential Avram of that generation. So wait, wait, wait. So now Avram, who now is the last one who has it, and now Hashem is wants to develop him and test him out and to see is he true to this Selimant Moose. And that way he was true to that Selimant Moose. So now that is, is now a, what do you call it? A, a, a gene, the Jewish gene of Selimant Moose. Fixed into Avram's fixed into Avram's descendants. And that means the divine soul. And that way you think. And that means you have different levels. And you have a level of neshama, which is able to access divine understanding, which other people don't have. But you said earlier when we were talking, you said free will choice is what distinguishes us from animals. Everybody has free will choice. They have free will choice, correct, but they don't have it, um, they don't have the properties of Hashem, of the higher, higher level thinking. So in other words, the lower level thinking. But the divine aspect, so the truth is, a goy has the tselem, but he doesn't have the demus. Right. As we will see, uh, if I have a chance to get to it, there, there's there's many layers of this tselem and demus. But you just okay. said that a kid that comes from a, we all come from Abraham. Jews. No, but what about the Muslims? No, Abraham had a, a, a no, but Ishmael Ishmael cut himself off. It, Hashem said the gene goes from Avram, and then that's the whole thing where where it, and Yitzchak is going to be the descendant of Avram, not Yishmael. That's the point. And Yaakov's the descendant of Yitzchak and not Esau. He's the one who gets it. So again, Goyim do have the Tselem, but they don't have the Demus. So as we'll see, 
That's a very important point. That Selim is the beginning of this process of intelligent thinking, but the moose is much more, which I'd like so to get happens, to shortly. What happens in the split second when you go into the mikvah and you're converting? That's a miracle. There's two answers. There's two answers to that. There's two answers. One is that the convert was always Jewish, right? And, and didn't know, and he got lost in the seams, whatever. Or, or you could say it was one of when Hashem offered the Torah to the world. Even though the nation said no, but there were individuals of the nations that said yes, but their king said no. So now those souls wanted to have that. So Hashem took those souls and had them float around till finally it gets into another person generations later where they want to be a Jew. And then when they convert, that's when that gets I remember when Yod Gold speaks about the whole thing in South, South America with the Moranos that came over and that whole church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's... The, so there's that that's you know and that's what conversion does the person now is capable of so really there was something there always remember let's say you're going at sign around the time of sinai and person said yeah i'd like to be a jew but everybody's saying no 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 one can no one's going to be a jew the king said no one's a jew so he was stifled but he wanted it so there was a rut zone there so hashem considers a good rut zone almost like a misa but Hashem is saying, okay, but it's not going to happen now. Okay, so 2,000 years from now, there's going to be this guy who has that seeded rut zone. And it's a, what do you want to say? A concealed Selim and Tumuselo team that he picks up on. This is all very complicated things. Or you just say that when, they go, when it goes through the Mezdin, yeah. in the Mekvah, Hashem puts in the the demus into him. There he goes. All right, so that you have three ways of looking at it. But clearly, there's a difference between Selim and Demus. As we're... What? Where's the Demus name? Exactly. Like? Like. like similar. Similar. Selim is the intellect. Similar. So the analogy that I was always was taught was that Selim is from the word picture. Okay? So if you have... You have a Lamborghini. That's the real. Let's let's say Lamborghini for the analogy's sake only is God, just for analogy's sake. Not real. Not real at all. Okay. For now, no, for analogy's sake. So now, I could I can two ways try to replicate that Lamborghini. I could take a picture of it, a really nice picture, and it's big, big picture, full blown ball size, but it's only a picture. Right? On the other hand, I can build a, a Lamborghini a scale 1 to 100. Mm. It's 1 to 100. Every part. Every exactly. part. And, and you can get a little ant to press the gas pedal, right? <laughs> Whatever. And the car will go. Wow. <laughs> it will go. It is exactly a Lamborghini. But it's very small. So one is a picture of the Lamborghini. So you know there's a Lamborghini around... But it's not active. And then you got this real Lamborghini, but really small. So a, a Goy has Selim Elohim. And we agree, Goy has Selim Elohim. It's like a picture. Which means, so a Goy, so God, so he could be a picture of God. What does it mean, a picture of God? Okay, well, something about God's Midos, obviously. So guess what? God is charitable, right? So Goy could give Tzedakah. So when he gives the tzedakah, it's like a picture of Hashem. It's like a picture of Hashem. 
and, and that's why you have to respect a goy who is because of rebel against the Hashem and all of but a regular goy and obviously if they would keep the seven Noachite laws that would be nice but they're capable of picturing uh, mirroring that behavior but that's still not their essence it's not their essence they're not by essence a, a kind person's essence they, they copy it. They copy. They say, oh, the good book says, the, the New Testament says to get it, that Jesus gave charity. I'll give charity to him. Okay, so now you see him giving. So actively, he's mimicking God, which is nice. But would you rather, so now the question is, but a Jew not only does those actions, but he's the mini Lamborghini, where it's mamish. He's exactly like Hashem, but very, very small. And that's because of the incredible neshama that we have. And therefore, what that means is, it's not just we're copying Hashem, but we're actually behaving internally like Hashem. In other words, I can do an act of chesed without feeling charitable in my heart. Right? On the other hand, a person who it's, it's from the essence of charitability is coming out of me. And that means the whole, it's exactly what Hashem is. Hashem's essence, magnified a billion times, is kindness, right? And it's not driven because he feels he has to be kind. He creates kindness. He creates the concept. A Jew is capable of emulating the essence of the kindness. He's a piece of kindness, just like God, but not on God's level of kindness. And therefore, you can never compare. And that was one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, to go in Hashem's ways. So what do you mean go in Hashem's ways? There's 613 mitzvahs. What do you mean go in Hashem's ways? One mitzvah, give tzedakah. Another mitzvah is uh, return a lost object. Another mitzvah is love your neighbor like yourself. Those are the mitzvahs. So what's that thing going in God's ways? Is that what God told you to do? The answer is you could do the mitzvah, or you could be the mitzvah. You could feel the mitzvah. You're the essence of the mitzvah. It's not like, okay, I have to honor my father. I hate his guts, but I have to honor him. I'm going to go to hell if I don't. I have to wear tefillin. I got to put it on. Okay, but, but, I'll put it but, on. No, but, his, but his essence is a love for a father. Right. right. You can't, that is innate that the Jew can bring out. And that's really the demus. That's where he's approximating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All right, so that's... Uh, a critical distinction in that. Now, we don't have a lot of time, and but let's just make a little jump to the Nefesh Achaim here. You see over here? Yeah. Click. Oh. You know, I'm going to read it anyway, so I'll do it. Just going to do a little bit. Hey, that's the same problem. Oh, I know why. It's my fault. What? I had the book on it. Okay. So the Nefesh Achaim from Reb Chaim of Olojin, he starts the book with Sefer with this idea. He's talking about the idea of Tzalem Elokim. Right? So he says, first says, there's an Omic Panemius, there's a whole Kabbalistic idea and it's big, huge ideas, and, and there's a footnote on the back that's, that's way heavy-duty Kabbalah. Heavy. You gotta remember, Rabchaim Lajan is a student of the Grah, which is not known as being a chassid. 
But Kabbalists, they were. The Grah was a Kabbalist just like the Balatanya. Okay, just had different uh, opinions about that. But anyway, but here, let's just explain the word Selim, the way the simple explainers explain it. On the pasuk of Nas Onamit Salmenu Kid Musenu, for who Kimilas Selim Udmus Kan, he says the word Selim Eino Kamashmo is not as the simple meaning that that exactly to look like him, because it says exactly in Yeshaya Umadamus Ta'archalo, and what likeness can you compare to him? So you can't compare any physical likeness. Ele Pirusho is what Dimion Ma Be'ezadover. There's a similarity in some feature. And look which Pasuk he brings. He brings the Pasuk with the desert pelican. He brings that very Pasuk. And it doesn't mean that he has feathers and wings. And he doesn't look like a pre- of that. But rather, Nidma'az b'mikra. But rather, he's describing an instance from his actions that he wandered from place to place like the pelican in the desert. A lone bird that flies from place to place. This is per the early meaning of the commentators. So you see that Rapunzel is, is really following the Rambam's path on this. But where he now gets to the new point, where the Rambam here doesn't discuss it yet, but he says, but of all the words, says sell him what? Sell him a lokim. What about sell him yudhevav? Hey, so this what's idea? Sell him a lokim. So now the second check. Whoa. Second chapter, he wants to know why was it called Selim Elohim Dafka and not another name. So what does it mean? Well, he says, because the name Elohim, when we talk about God as Elohim, it means he's what? The Baal HaKochos Kulam. He's the master of all powers. That's brought down in the tour. When you refer to Hashem as Elohim, it means the master of all power. That means all power that you see in the world is because... It's all from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. When, when man builds a structure, there's something there for him to build from. When Hashem created us, there was nothing to build from what he came from. He put in everything. And therefore, the human being really didn't come from anything, but a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one who used the power to put it in to create whatever he created it, the way he wanted to. And he didn't move away from that because since they're dependent on his energy he completely brings the energy and that's what it means he says when Hashem uh, during the time when all the worlds were created created ex nihilo so it continues since then every day and truly every minute all of the powers that make them exist structure them and sustain them are dependent only on what he impresses upon them every moment that's what it means Elohim is master of all forces because kale means power, okay? And that means Hashem is using a power to keep things going constantly by His will. Now, that's what it means, God being Elohim, okay? And that's what it says. He, Hashem constantly renews creation for every moment. Now, you can skip the Haggah. One second. And that's what it means, Hashem is Elohim, the Bala Kochas Kulam. All powers found in any of the worlds, every one of them, He is master over that power. He impresses within them the power and constrained strength during every moment, and they're constantly dependent on Him to change and organize them 
according to his will. So now we understand what Elohim means. Okay. And nobody really has their own power except Hashem. I'm just jumping all around over here. I want to get to the main point. So now, so now we understand what Elohim means. Now what does Selim Elohim means? Now, the Rambam has been saying it's the way Hashem, the way we think and all that, which is true. But why Elohim? So which he says, and I'll just say it outside. He says that Hashem has, didn't have to, but he created the system that he has a partner in all this. And the partner of continuing this energy in the world is the Jew. And the Jew, through his mitzvos, right. makes the energy go through. Powers it up. And therefore, this idea that says, give God power. <laughs> so just like God has the power to maintain existence, so too the Jew is in the Tselem Elohim, yeah. is domet to Hashem, that we're the ones who continually have the power exist in the world. Once Hashem gave us the Torah, okay, that finalized it, and we're like God that all our thoughts, speech, and action positively or negatively impact on the world. Just like God is Elohim, he's the master of all forces, so are we on our level. Hashem says, I will let you be the ones who will direct the world. When you do mitzvahs and Torah, as my, I tell you to do, blessings go in the world from you. And if not, the opposite comes. And that's why it says that when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, he didn't destroy anything. The Jews destroyed the source of the Beis HaMikdash through our Averos. And, and we destroyed it. Now that it's spiritually destroyed, so now Nebuchadnezzar can come in and physically destroy something that's already been spiritually dead. And therefore, all events in world history, as much as you, it's hard to believe, it's just like Hashem is, is putting energy into everything every moment. So partners with the Jew, and therefore we, if that's why the famous Lord, if we would stop learning Torah, there'd be no Jew learning Torah, the world would cease to exist because our power. So that's what a really deeper shot, the word that Selamelo, Kim, that means we have this connection, similarity to the power of Hashem's Elohim that really is the master force of the whole world. So therefore, all good or bad things that happen in the world, at the end of the day, they all get traced back to the Jewish people. And that's, that's, so that's we're like God. We're similar to God in that way. And that could have been any human being. See what happened? As soon as he sinned, boom, thorns and thistles. Boom, not from Hashem, from Adam that would be the natural consequence because he was in the Tzalem Elohim and we did such a destructive thing, the whole world changed. So that's uh, the Tzalem Elohim part. There's a whole other way to look at this in terms of um, uh, the understanding of the development of the brain. We'll have to leave that for next time we have class, which that? will be after Sukkot because a lot mm -hmm. of Simchas Besa Shoevas and things really? like that. Why didn't you hear anything? Yes. And it's... It, You'll see in the flight bulletin tomorrow. Uh, and uh, the, that week is Shabbos Parsh's Breshis. And the second chapter of the Vard of Vuchim is exclusively on Adam his sin, and all that goes through that whole story of Tovarah and the whole thing. So it'll be a Mamisha Parsha class 
and uh, nice. that. Well, we, so, so, Robert, with the 10,000 students that uh, died and almost all the Torah was lost, uh, and oh, also... Rabbi Akiva, 24,000. And also makes it the Holocaust. So does it really mean that the world almost... Would have, that would be the end of the world because we came close to losing all the Jewish people, yeah. pretty much. Well, yes, but the, the tragedies were based on the Jewish people. Yeah. By our misbehaviors... Our misbehaviors caused that to happen. Now, God will organize things. It looks like a guy like Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple. It looks like it was the politics of the day that did it. But that's the concealment. Hashem always has concealment. I think he's asking if they had wiped out the Jews, would the world have ceased? Of course. Well, it can't theoretically, but Hashem already promised Avram it can't happen. Hashem already made a covenant with Avram. You're an eternal people. That means as long as the world is around, there have to be Jews. Yeah. And the eternal covenant means there has to be Mashiach. So in spite of how bad we could be, God will have to make sure we're still around. So what does he do? He brings a holocaust to whip, whip us into shape. That's it. So Nebuch, it, it, it came. That we, again, it's not a politically correct thing to say. It's very hurtful. But our Averos are what weakens this world. And we have the power. And because of our a, a crazy man like Hitler, who really was crazy, all of a sudden has, has power. Yeah. Uh, Rules uh, the world. An old, old guy like Biden, who has like no brains at all. He could be the president of the United States because of the Jewish people's Averus. <laughs> it's because of that. That's the only reason he was in office. So, but we're also the cause of all the good. Yes, yes. yes. you got to count the good with the bad. We're the source of all the good in the world. The fact that the world, we wake up the next morning is because of the people davening like you and you and you. If we wouldn't be davening, the brothels wouldn't come in. That The world continues because of us, but if it doesn't go so well, it's because of us too. Okay, anyway, enough for today. We'll do much more. It's going to be really fascinating next week.